the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of the disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where Jesus was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who had heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. I cannot say that I like shopping. When I do, I want to have my space and my time. And the last thing I want is a salesperson hovering over me, watching my every move, trying to steer me to a certain product, and sometimes to their personal profit. Can I help you? What are you looking for? Can I help you find something? Oh, I'm just browsing, I will say. Sometimes just to get rid of the person. Even though I'm there to find something particular like a sweater. But the opposite can happen too, right? You need the assistance of a salesperson and there's no one in sight. Or they are all tied up with other customers. Now these days, more and more people shop online. But if we're trying to find some information or need some assistance with another task, now we have Siri. And Siri says, what can I help you with? In other words, what are you looking for? Well, the long-awaited Super Bowl commercials will air in two weeks. With candidates Trump and Bloomberg each buying 10 million dollar minute spots. And this past week, I read of and then watched online an emotional commercial that chronicled the romantic relationship of two women over 30 years. It was only in the last 
five seconds that the viewer knows what the commercial is for. The all-new Renault Clio, a French car. What are you looking for? It's the key question in the gospel. It's the existential question of the ages. John the Baptist tries to get the, the attention of his disciples by pointing to Jesus and saying, look, look, this is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And it works. They start following Jesus. But then he asks them the question, what are you looking for? Like us, we don't know what to say. So they just blather, where are you staying? Where are you from? This text is about seekers and the process of looking, seeking, and finding. And you know, it's not that different from advertising. In fact, both spirituality and shopping are getting at the question, what, of, what are you looking for? What are your desires? But with a very different end in mind. Digital marketing experts say that we are exposed to 4,000 to 5,000 ads a day. One writer suggests that every ad is saying the same thing. Buy this product and you will have a full, happy life. Now, we are certainly exposed to a lot more ads and commercials than we are to, let's just say, spiritual inspiration. No wonder. How could we not believe that material things will make us happy? Well, here's one definition. Advertising is all about creating messages to persuade and motivate someone to take action. Good advertising is designed to be extremely influential, memorable, and at times risque. It breaks through the clutter and noise of everyday life, disrupts the viewer's attention, and demands their focus. That sounds like the purpose of spirituality and faith and religion, breaking through the noise of everyday life to persuade and motivate someone to do a study of this. The thing is, in church, our spiritual lives are about going deeper than skin cream or the newest gadget. What are you really looking for? What will give your life meaning and purpose? Why are you on this earth? These are questions worth pondering. Now it is great to inherit a faith from your parents, as I did, and perhaps many of us do. But it can easily become on autopilot Actually, sometimes those who seek a new spiritual tradition, those not baptized, or those raised with no religion at all, take these questions really seriously. What am I looking for? What do I value? Where do I sense God's presence? How can I use my gifts to make a difference in the world? What will form resilience in me when life's sufferings and setbacks come my way, as they will. I don't have to 
tell you, particularly those of us who live in the city, how many people are carrying around religious baggage and how a growing number want nothing to do with church. Yet studies say that many are still open to God and they likely still have spiritual hungers. And more of them may not even know there are churches like ours that practice radical hospitality but are also open to seekers and doubters and even questioners. When the disciples ask Jesus where he is staying, he simply says, come and see. It's an invitation. It means leaving behind our comfortable ways of looking at the world or other people or politics or religion or faith. Come and see also means being willing to be seen by Jesus and by a God who looks at us always with compassion and mercy. I could come down the aisle right now with a microphone and ask you to list the reasons why you wouldn't want to invite someone to church. They'll probably say no. They aren't religious. They're, they'll think we're all like the other wacky Christians they have in their mind. And yet today's gospel is an invitation, a challenge to invite others to a deeper life. Come and see. Come and explore what you are looking for, even though you may not even know it. The path to a rich, full life and a spirituality that takes seriously the brokenness of this world. And that's where the Lamb comes in today. Look, here is the Lamb of God, explains John. But what does the Lamb of God mean to you? Well, it's a part of the liturgy. Right out of today's gospel, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. Now, some folks who do just a little dabbling of theology in their minds can get hung up on Jesus as the lamb, the one who is a sin or atonement offering to placate an angry God. Yet in Jesus' day, the Passover lamb wasn't that at all. The lamb is a connection to the exodus and liberation from enslavement. As one writer puts it, Jesus inaugurates a new exodus, not from captivity in Egypt, but from everything, from all forms of oppression that keep us from being who God created us to be. This is the kind of freedom talked about by both Martin Luther and Martin Luther King Jr. What are you looking for? just size 12, not just an iPhone in green, not just the restaurant with the best Yelp review. What are you really looking for? What is most essential for you to grow and thrive and serve? What a gift it is this morning that we can take a few moments to turn off the distractions, to turn off the commercials, and listen for God and 
hear the invitation again. Come and see. Come, hear the good news. Come, remember your baptism. Come, eat and drink at this table. Come, come and be refreshed in this place. And then depart to share in God's liberation project for our world.